Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Welcome, everybody. We are excited because we get to have another guest on today, and we always just love uh, sharing people's stories, their journeys. So today we are fortunate to have uh, Linda Baird, a uh, fitness coach. Welcome. W- with uh, Beachbody. Beachbody. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. So, you know, Linda, one of the things we do on this is we really like to talk about people's journey. And today you're a health and fitness coach, but kind of if you could just give us the story of how you got here, (laughs) you know, what that journey has been like for you. Yes, absolutely. For me, I wasn't looking to become a health and fitness coach. It just happened through my journey, through my life journey, through how I started health and fitness. So backing up eight years ago, I was in a point in my life to where my two kids were grown. My daughter had just graduated from high school and I have a special needs son who was 18. And having a special needs son is really demanding on a person. You lose yourself because you're always constantly wanting to care for them and be there and just support them in any way that they can. But you kind of lose yourself and the things you love to do and health and fitness. And I was at that point where I had lost myself. I had gained some weight. I was tired. I was just, you know, feeling not myself and not being comfortable in my own skin. And then with my daughter leaving for college, I remember, because I'm a twin, and I remember my, when we graduated and left, there was two of us, and my mom struggled with it really bad. And so I was fearful of what was going to happen to me when my daughter left. I was like, am I going to go through all the stuff my mom went through? So there was that fear of what's going to happen. My life is changing dramatically. Like, me as much as they used to. But on the other hand, you know, my son, who is special needs, he's always going to need me for the rest of his life. You know, he's going to depend on me. And then it was right about the time I turned 40 that it just came down on me like a brick because I started to think to myself, oh my gosh, she's getting older. He's going to need me for the rest of his life. I'm getting older. What's going to happen to him when I pass away? And at that point, it just it just brought fear into me. And I knew that I had to change so that I could live a healthy, long life to be there for him. That was the point where I said, I need to change. And I started to work on my health and fitness. And I tried doing it on my own. I was working out. I was trying to eat healthy, you know, I was eating salads, I was cutting out different food groups, but nothing was working. I felt like I was just spinning my wheels. And then I was scrolling on social media one day, and I saw this post of, it was actually my son's old middle school teacher. And she was so full of energy and excited about this fitness thing that she was doing. And the thing that I noticed is that she looked totally different than when my son was in her class. She had lost a lot of weight. 
She was so toned. She looked amazing. And her energy level was just awesome. And she started talking and she was like inviting people to do this health and fitness thing with her. And I just, at that point, I was like, I got to do what she's doing. Because, you know, I saw the transformation. It was like, it was not like she was lying or like, Sometimes you see these people and you, you don't know if, if they ever had a transformation. Mm-hmm. No, be the transformation in her. So I knew whatever she was doing, I had to do. <laughs> so I messaged her and asked her what she was doing. And she told me that she was doing these at-home fitness programs from Beachbody and how she had the opportunity to become a coach. And that's what she was doing now is helping others get started. And I was like, can you help me? I really need the help. And she's like, sure, I've got this new group starting up and you're welcome to join. And I'm like, sure, what do I got to do? It would be the link to purchase the program. And I ordered right away back then. And I was, she got me started right away. And it was a 21 day program where I did the workout in the privacy of my own home. I followed a nutrition plan. And the best part of it is that I was involved in a community. She put me into this Facebook group where she had other people doing the same program who were starting just like I was starting. So we were all in there together supporting each other and motivating each other and just being there for each other. And that was like a game changer because you can start a health and fitness journey on your own, but when things get tough and you don't know where to turn, what do you do? You stop. And there's nobody there to push you and to inspire you to keep going. You just stop and you feel icky about yourself and you just, you don't want to do it anymore. And then you get into that cycle of that. But in this case, I had the support I needed. And that was just amazing. And within the 21 days, I had lost all the weight I needed to lose, 18 pounds and 21 inches. But what was more amazing was the confidence that I had gained. I have always been a shy and kind of introverted person, but I was able to gain this new perspective because I mean, when you feel good about yourself, when you have other people behind you and encouraging you, you feel like you can do anything and you're on top of the world. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what it is. And oftentimes we'll talk about that is the fact that sometimes people forget that when you have that support, because I think you're right, you know, oftentimes people are trying to make these changes on their own. And I was saying, don't do it alone because one of the thing is, too, when you do it with other people, there's a sense of accountability. You almost feel like you have to. <laughs> you don't want to let them down or yourself down. So it's it kind of holds you to a standard, maybe. Yeah. So you kind of started this journey. It sounds more about like making sure your son had you around. Do you feel like any of that has shifted now to where it now really is just more about, you know what I mean? It's you, it's your journey. And... Well, yeah, I think a lot has shifted from the beginning because, yeah, in the beginning, I was fearful. You know, I just wanted to make sure that I was going to be around a long time. But I also 
wanted to feel good in my own skin. Mm-hmm. The weight and so good. But I gained stuff that I never even thought was going to happen. And that's what people don't realize is um, living a healthy lifestyle is not about doing these diets and just losing the weight and being done. Living a healthy lifestyle, you gain so much more. And with dieting, it's just the opposite. That It breaks you down because it gives you false hope, you know? Mm-hmm. You can, I think you can lose the weight, but once you stop this diet, you are back at square one and even gain more weight. Mm-hmm. But when you live a healthy lifestyle, you learn mm-hmm. what it means to do to be healthy. And it's just, it's not just about working out and eating healthy. You learn how to do personal development. You know, you learn how to step outside your comfort zone. So much goes into it. It's being the best version of yourself, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is, is that oftentimes, you know, when because we often will talk about that, that people who do these diets, I, I always tell people, if you're doing that, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then when it ends, it's like, oh, I have a you kind of have the sense of, okay, I'm done. And I tell people it's really hard because our brain wants to revert back to what it knows. But when you start doing the lifestyle changes, and it is your lifestyle, and you do it every day, and you don't think about it. You don't sit there. I mean, there are certain things we do in our dailies that we don't have to sit there and say, oh, this is what we're going to do. No, because of those lifestyle changes, it becomes so ingrained in you. You almost feel bad when you don't do it. Or if some circumstance because it's always when we travel. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part is maintaining when you're traveling or something like that. But yeah, getting creating those healthy habits and getting into that routine, I feel like it's it's important for me. I thrive on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that people understand, you know, I always tell people, you know, coming from the mental health piece of it is just how much we don't realize those diets and that success. I failed. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And then that whole thing of beating oneself up almost keeps you stuck in a place longer than it needs to be instead of really working with people on how do you incorporate things in. And we talk about this too, because when people are doing that and they're saying, well, I don't want to give up this or I don't want to give up that. And what do we always tell them? It's about creating something new. You find alternatives. You find things that... and. The palate changes really over time. That's what I've said. You know, like I wasn't a big fruit eater, but it took a lot, a lot of time for me to adjust to that because I was always used to candy. So fruit wasn't <laughs> sweet enough for me. But yeah, though, making those little adjustments a little at a time, you can make changes, big changes. Yeah. And and then the story just keeps going and going. Like it, it's not just about my health and fitness no more because I'm helping others. And this opportunity not only helped me with my health and fitness, but it, it helped me financially. I am able to make a financial income through doing something I love doing is helping other people. And it's not just helping me, but I can help others start up their own health and, health and fitness business as well, if that's something they'd like to do. Right. Now, what about your family? Do they participate in this? Oh, I see that look. <laughs> Well, you know what, that, this health and fitness, I wish that it was a family affair, 
but most of the time it's not. And with me, it's not. And with a lot of people, it's not. Just kind of like, I hate to say it, but like religion. Not everybody's on board, but they do support me. And again, it's those small little tweaks. Because my husband, she doesn't want to work out and stuff like that. But so I drink this healthy shake every single morning. And he never wanted to do it, but he kept seeing me and seeing me. And and then one day he ran out. He was drinking the worst thing ever, carnation instant breakfast. <laughs> and I can um, you got to stop drinking that stuff. It's got so much sugar. There's just not good stuff in there. And one day she ran out of it and he was just desperate because he was hungry. And so he's like, okay, let me try this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he said he went to work and he had so much energy and he wasn't hungry throughout his day and he was hooked on it and he's been on it probably about six years because he didn't start right away when I started. But now, if we're running low, he's like, you better get more before we run out. We'll <laughs> <laughs> tweet. Yeah. That happens. Same with my son, you know. He starts, he's liking like, through more going for walks and being more active and stuff. So I think that it's, you have to set that example and they will follow when they're ready. Right. Do you find, you know, of course, we're upon the holiday season and that's always such a struggle for people. And particularly when they're on a fitness, people who are on fitness plans, not a lifestyle. We're not talking about lifestyle now, but a lot of people when they're on fitness plans or those kind of things, this is where a lot of people fall off the wagon, so to speak. What do you do to encourage that? You know, even yeah. with the people that you coach and mentor and things like that. Yeah. People beat themselves up a lot and they're like, they start to think like, oh, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the holidays. I'm not going to be able to eat all those stuff. But you can. It's all about moderation. So I still have a glass of wine. I still have dessert, but it's a matter of moderation and don't beat yourself up. Enjoy yourself. It's one day. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get on with it? Do you ever think or, and when you said that, I just, you know, I thought people often use that term, do stuff in moderation, but I don't know if people really understand what that means to do something in moderation. I don't know if they if they sit there and say, okay, is that one time or is that five times? Or if I did it 10 times and I do it three times now, is that moderate? <laughs> do you see what I mean? I it's such back? a... <laughs> exactly. One time a week, one time a month, you know, it's just, you have to find a balance for you. But yeah, moderation does not mean a little every single day. It's a fight, you know, every day. That's not moderation. Right. <laughs> See, here you go, changing the rules. No. (laughs) And I think that is, and, you know, oftentimes, you know, when we're talking, you know, we talk on here and we talk about the importance of not only just moderation, but we always say you have to take the first step. It doesn't even have to be a big step, even if it's little steps and it's still going in that direction of you being the best version of who you are. But I think that's where people, even with dieting and stuff, because they feel like they're doing all this work and taking all these steps. And then when it's done, then I think that's where that self-loathing or beating themselves up and doing all that kind of comes into play. 
So how do you help people to stay out of that mindset? When you're struggling with your health and fitness, I mean, we've gotten to a point, we weren't born overweight. We got ourselves there. There's something happening that is causing that. You know, it could be mentally, it could be stuff, family stuff, but you need to get through that mind shift. And that is where personal development comes in. You have to get straight with your mind mm -hmm. before the physical stuff is going to take place. Right. And so I always guide people to personal development, figure out what you're struggling with and find yourself a good podcast or a good book or, and it works through it. That's what's crazy to me now because there are so many resources at our fingertips that, and I think maybe it's because there's so much, it's so hard, I think, for people to narrow that down to what will work for me. And I don't think that people understand. And you know, when you said that about we get ourselves into those positions, but I often think, you know, when I am talking with people, and especially when it's around weight and that, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got here. I'll say, well, okay, let's take a journey. <laughs> But oftentimes, there is this piece, you know, people eat to feel better, people eat out of boredom, people eat what they learned to eat and didn't know that it was unhealthy. So I think there's so many things that play into why people are not as healthy as they can possibly be. And I think, too, convenience has a lot to do oh, with God, it. Yeah. You know, a oh. lot of people, they're looking for something that they can throw together fast or whatever. And they think if they have to actually plan out meals and all that, it's too much. <laughs> right. Absolutely. What I love with my program is we teach people how to partial control. We absolutely teach them what their body needs to food is fuel for our bodies. And it's not anything else. It's not to be used for pleasure. It's not to be used for rewarding ourselves for when we do something good. We can reward ourselves with other stuff. We can go have a girl's night out, go to the movies, mm -hmm. or take a hike or something like that. But in our society, people are going out to eat and drinking and all this stuff. And that's not helping them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, though, it's so hard because oftentimes, you know, people say, well, that's just the way we've always done it. OK, and how old are the people dying? And, you know, how? <laughs> Let's look at the track record. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think it's a difficult thing. And I think that we don't. Well, I think the other thing that people do now is the reason that there's more of a struggle with portion control is because most people are eating in front of what? Gaming systems, electronics of some sort. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no mind, it's not mindful eating. Right. You know, and was that difficult for you to make that transition from what you knew for so long? And, and like you said, you were doing this stuff and thought you were doing it effectively. Right. You know what? I was at a point too, where I, I was going to do whatever it took. I was ready. My mind was ready. And sometimes that's what you need to just dive in. I had everything I needed. I, the guesswork was taken out for me. So when I learned what I had to eat and I just did it and I was still eating 
all the different food groups, but in a certain way, it wasn't as hard as people think it is. People think that that eating healthy is not going to be good. It's not going to taste yummy, but it does. And yeah, absolutely. And your palate changes. I remember when I first started, I had a switch from yogurt. Okay, I ate yogurt all the time. But people don't know that the yogurt that's got fruit in it and all that stuff, that's not good for you. Mm-hmm. It's not bitter, you know. Right. So I learned how to eat plain Greek yogurt and put my fruit in it and all this stuff. And it was, it was a little bitter at first. It was kind of tangy and it was, it took about a week, I'd say, to get used to it. But now it's delicious. It's just the right sweetness. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the other thing that people get afraid of is that if I do these things, I'm not going to get to eat enough. Somebody's going to restrict me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're taking my food away. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that's another myth that people need to break through because, and that's another thing that's keeping them from reaching their goals. Right. You can't live on a 200 or 12,000 calorie diet. That's just not doable for anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, you actually have to eat more than yeah. what people think. So people go around and they, they think they're going to get healthy and they're like, oh, I'm not eating. Or, you know, I'm all, and they're harming themselves even more. Right. And that's the thing. There's such a balance in that. And I think that, you know, oftentimes people don't understand that when they give up stuff, the stuff they usually give up is their proteins because they go to, I'm going to have salad and a shake, salad and shake. That's it. Not understanding that our proteins are kind of builders. And so, but in their head, that mentality though is, well, that's what's putting weight on me. And it's like, no, it's the sugar you're eating and the soda you're drinking. And soda is such a big thing for people to quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. But once you quit it, and we haven't, we don't do soda. So even trying to drink, we, you just can't do it after you've given it up. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it is those small changes. Soda is a big one. If they only gave up soda, they would get a portion of the results are going to come from that alone. And they would be so amazed. Right. And then they'd start to show healthier your cousin feel like that you just want to keep going yeah it, it, her cousin when he came out to live with us we told him we don't have soda in the house and then pretty soon huh he was there and then he didn't eat salad he just thought that was yuck we were eating stuff out of the backyard is what he thought <laughs> he's like that looks like twigs and stuff i don't want that <laughs> and so i was making a salad one day and he's saying, that. I said, look, dude, either you want a salad or you don't. I said, I'm making it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to eat it. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> he freaking loved it. Yeah. He had never had a salad with all the goods that, I guess he just had lettuce. I don't know what that's about. But okay. Why didn't he eat lettuce? He's from the South, and they had a lot of Southern fried stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he started eating salads. But the big thing he did was he gave up soda. and. Yeah. That was a huge thing for him. He lost a lot of weight just on giving up the soda. Yeah. And people don't understand it. You know, it's like, oh, I just do one a day, but one soda a day is a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 
when my kids were little, I would always tell them that soda was poison in a bottle. <laughs> so even after they grew up, they wouldn't touch it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a friend of ours asked us one day to do the, it's the, the 21 day thing. It was a part of. Just uh, the meal part. The meal part with, uh, and where yeah. they're like, I don't want to do this. And she goes, come on, do it with it. So I go to her and I say, okay, we're doing a 21 day thing. <laughs> yeah. And I told her, I said, I can't eat all this food. Yeah. You do it in the little container, you know, you. It was inspired, I guess, through Beachbody, but they had all those colored containers and stuff. And it told you about how to do portions and, and what things you should include. And yeah, I mean, most of the time we were like, we can't even finish all of this. It was so much. Yeah, it's a lot of food. You spread it throughout your day. Yeah. And that's what I tell people is because when people were getting started, they wouldn't be eating so much for breakfast and lunch. And then came dinner time, they're like, I still have all this food to eat. I cannot do it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you have to spread it throughout your day right away when you get up. You know, you got to have those snacks and good-sized lunch and breakfast and dinner. And and then they were starting to figure out, oh, okay, this was doable. And then you start to get that energy that you need in the morning to get you through your lunchtime. And then... It just makes your day so much smoother when you feel your body right. Well, I think it's interesting how many people I'll talk to and they'll say, I'll say, well, you know, what's your, and it's a monster drink. Then I have one about three o'clock and they're like, because you're not giving your, you know, you're not giving the right fuel for your body. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that's, it's used, it's quickly, and then you crash and burn kind of sort of thing with them. Yeah. And, and they're like, just take a minute, have some breakfast. Throw in some proteins, anything like that. <laughs> yeah. That's why they say breakfast is the best meal of the day because it gets you going. Yeah. I worked in the schools in the Valley for a long time with mental health. And, you know, we would notice that, you know, those kids that, you know, we would tell them on test days and stuff like that, or when you're prepping, eat that breakfast, have your proteins and stuff, because that's kind of going to help you with your test and stuff. Sometimes they would look at me like, miss, what you talking about? And I said, okay, just do it once. And then they're like, hey, I got a better grade. <laughs> we don't understand that, that the food is not just fuel for the body itself, but it is fuel for our brain. And our brain is what runs our body. And people sometimes, I feel, think that there's some disconnect between those two. And they're not. Well, I don't think they realize the impact that food can have on the mental piece. Oh, absolutely. It's scary because... Lots of these people just aren't eating. And then they feel like they have to take these drinks, these energy drinks, and that is just not good for them. Right. They're loaded with sugar on top of everything else. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. How does this work for anybody? I'm terrified to take them. I will tell you the truth. I, you know, somebody, I, no. And they're like, nope. No, I just feel like my heart's going to, beat right out of my chest or something with it. Well, I just can't believe that they have them for sale or they should have an age limit. You know, it should be like smoking and drinking. You have to be 21 in order for you to take it. And you see young kids, you know, drinking. That's true. That's actually a good idea. Have an age restriction. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, and this isn't to, 
you know, I always tell people it's not a, a criticism or that. It's, you know, I just think that sometimes we just don't know. You know, we don't have the information sometimes. And when you, you feel sick a lot of the times, you know, I always tell people, even mental in mental health, I always I want to know what people are eating. Why does this have anything to do with my mental health? And a lot of times I don't because your serotonin is created in your gut, not in your head. Right. And I said, so what goes in the gut is going to tell us a lot. And I said, and, you know, we certain foods will make you sluggish. Other foods might make you anxious because of it's a relationship. Let me ask you, do you feel like people have a healthy relationship with food? Absolutely not. And you know what? What makes me sad and angry sometimes is I think that, I mean, this is something I think that should be taught in our schools not just as an elective, or, I mean, it should be a yearly thing from kindergarten all the way up to graduation. But people aren't getting educated on proper nutrition or, you know, health and fitness, none of that stuff. We're, we go out into the world and we have no idea what we're, we should be doing. And also, people are so, they're embarrassed. I Like, I see this a lot when people start their health and fitness journey, they're embarrassed to tell people that they're on this journey. They keep it to themselves. They don't want anyone to know about it. They want it to be private. They're just embarrassed. And I think they feel like if they don't succeed, what are other people going to think about them? Mm -hmm. Or they feel like if people think I'm on a health and fitness journey, they're probably thinking that I'm obese and I'm, and you know, all this stuff, but it's not about being overweight. It's about feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And eating properly is for everyone, every age. Do you think that I, then I just thought of this, you know, as you, as an adult, you know, when people are on these journeys too, is that they're afraid that other people will think that they're not fun anymore. Cause when they go out and do you know what I mean? They don't yeah. eat the same way. They don't, you know, I think that plays a big piece in it too mm-hmm. is. Well, yeah, because you do, you know, you have your friends that will make fun of you and say, oh, Christy's not eating this and that, and they, or she can't have wine anymore. And they do, they make fun of you. And then you're like, well, do I, am I going to be cool and just do what they're doing? Or do I stick with what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peer, peer pressure at, you know, an adult age. Yeah. When we put enough pressure on ourselves, too, like you were saying, I think that a lot of times people don't want to say that they're going on a fitness journey like that because, you know, we beat ourselves up enough and they're probably sitting there thinking, what if I fail? I don't want people to know that I'm doing this and and what if I can't? That's what we tell ourselves a lot of the time, that we can't. Well, and I think other people set that expectation of what that failure is. And I always tell Christy and I tell my clients, to me, failure is not part of my vocabulary because it doesn't exist. It was a creation by other people. And that bar was set by somebody else. So it's not really your success or failure. I always tell people, our life is just practice. Nothing else. I tell them, if they come and say, well, I've no, you're practicing for the next step of it. Because when we do that thing of of using even that term failure, we revert back. But if, you know, I tell, it's kind of like, think about, I said, when you're teaching your kid to tie their shoes, if they 
are practicing and they don't get it right on the third time, I said, do you look at them and say, oh my God, you're a little failure? And they're, they're like, well, no, they're, they have to practice to get better. I said, as we do in everything in life, it, we are all, all practicing on this journey. Right. We are not failing. Right. I always tell my clients that failing is part of the process. You know, you can't get better. You're going to fail. Failing, you have to go through the failing to be successful. So, you know, it's not something that we have to try not to do. The more you fail, that means you're trying. I think it's a learning process. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have those times where that you maybe revert back or whatever. But, yeah, I know that the longer that we're away from certain foods that, you know, maybe we used to eat, if we try to go back to some of them now, we just feel cruddy. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that people find that out, you know, sometimes the hard way. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's the only way they're going to learn. They have to figure it out the hard way. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think the thing, too, is, you know, when somebody says, I failed at something, it's so different. You know, when you're learning a sport, you don't sit there and say, oh, I failed at learning how to shoot a ball. What do you say? I'm practicing. I'm getting better. But in the 20 plus years I have been a therapist, that word has created in a lot of people this idea. And then when I am working with them and I said, well, what did you fail at? And then when they start talking, it's not even their expectation. It really does become the expectation of others. Kind of like if I am doing this journey and I go out with my friends and they peer pressure me and I say, yes, you didn't fail. You're just practicing for the next time. How do I not, how do I be more proactive, so to speak, in those situations or whatever it is? I think people get stuck in that too, you know, and I think that's why I don't think we have as much success, not only in our health and fitness, but in our business and our careers and stuff like that, is that fear of failure instead of saying it's all just practice. Mm -hmm. But our fear of failure will keep us from moving forward. I think the failure word, that that piece, it sounds like such a finalized thing. Yes. You know, I mean, it sounds like a dead end. It sounds like you're done trying. You Mm -hmm. know, I think that there can be setbacks, but. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's Yeah, there's setbacks to everything. I wish it was that easy and there weren't setbacks, but I think that within the setback, we learn something. It's a, a way to have growth and development in whatever we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when you do things like coaching, that becomes kind of your way of mentoring people, I think, is for coaches, it's to help them to understand that it's this minor setback. You just kind of get back up and you go again and the next time maybe you'll work out three days a week and then the next day you know next week just baby steps it's just that fault once again it's whatever for our progress is reshifting the focus some of my clients they will do so good and then they'll fall off track for a few days and then they'll come back and they'll say i fell off track i have to start all over again you know and i tell them no just pick up where you left off and continue yeah (laughs) All the way back to the beginning. And it's not. This one back, you just get back up and keep going. Always moving forward. Mm -hmm. You've been educating yourself. You've learned some things. And now, yeah, you're going to apply them going forward. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> How do you help people who say if, you know, they're coming into this program, into this new lifestyle, and eating healthy and exercise has not been a part of their life much at all? <laughs> right. Well, I say just ease into it. You know, our workouts are 30 minutes. 30 minutes is all you need. Most people think that you have to go to the gym and work out hours at a time. And that's where people, they don't even begin because they think that they're going to have to work out so much and eat all this this stuff that doesn't taste good. But it's not like that. You just need 30 minutes, 30 minutes a day. Get up first thing in the morning, you know, and get that workout done. And it just sets you up for the rest of your day. You get that, you know, the endorphins that run through your body and you just feel so energized. Um, do that for the first week and you're not going to want to stop because you feel good. You know, we see all these athletic people, these athletes and stuff. They're always so motivated and excited at, for life. You know, they're just always go, go, go. But there's a reason. And, you know, they're always so happy. When you feel good, you're going to be happy. And mm-hmm. so the hardest thing is just getting started. But once you do, you're not going to want to stop. You're not going to want to go back to your old life. And I think Christy said something about... um when we're eating healthy and then we go back and eat some that crappy food that we were once eating and uh, it, you know, it gives your tummy ache. It just makes you feel sluggish and you realize, oh, I don't, that was doing it to me. And I don't ever want to do that again. Mm-hmm. You do. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Right. Well, I think it's trial and error. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things of, and even it is, and I'll tell people, you know, you, you have to practice it. Well, and there's a lot of deception because, like you were saying, even about the yogurts and stuff like that, I mean, think about it. They're marketing things to people to make it sound like it's so healthy and all this stuff like that. But when you really educate yourself about what your your body is actually needing for fuel and that, you're realizing that what they're marketing to you is not the thing that's going to help you be healthier. I mean, you start reading labels and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, granola bars, you know, these health bars. Yeah. Read the ingredients, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make your own. I tell people, make your own stuff. You know, I have never really been a good cook, but I have learned on my health and fitness journey to make my own stuff. I learned how to make my own granola bars, you know, and it's just so much better for you. Yeah. It really is. And I think the other thing is what people often say is it's too expensive to be healthy and to eat healthy. How often do you hear that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All the time. I can tell you from my experience that I have saved so much money. Sure, maybe, maybe the fruits and the vegetables may cost a little bit more, but I'm not buying soda and all the processed foods. I'm not going out to McDonald's. I'm not going out to Starbucks. All Mm -hmm. that stuff adds up. And these, what people are eating and drinking on a daily basis, when you take all that away, they're going to have more money in their pocket. 
Well, I even say that, you know, there's a lot of people that are struggling and don't even realize, I mean, that have like a lot of doctors and medical stuff. You're going to save right there, too, because if you start eating right, it can take care of a lot of that stuff, too. (laughs) Really? Exactly. I've had clients get off, you know, medications, um, diabetes medication, um, but cholesterol, high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, you know, that eliminates cocaine, just so much. So, yeah, I tell people all the time, don't worry about spending more money, you're going to have more money in your pocket. Yeah. It's such a hard concept for people to believe. But I think even when you go in and you're buying the fruits and the vegetables and stuff like that, or the stuff that's not processed, sometimes you can make more meal out of it too. You know, I mean, we do, I meal prep. (laughs) She does not meal prep. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. But for me, it's kind of a fun thing because I'll look at, you know, whatever our protein's going to look like, our carbs, those kind of things. You know, we look at how do we do it in a way. And the other thing that was fascinating to me, which I never knew until we started our, you know, we do such a different lifestyle now, is how little trash you have. How little trash? Yeah. So you, when you use processed foods, it's all boxed and it's all that. So there yeah. is so much. I did not realize that we do one bag of trash a week before it was like our trash can was full and and even little things like that, that you don't have an awareness to. Yeah. I've never even realized that or (laughs) had anybody say that, but that's a new concept. (laughs) Well, for me, it was interesting because I would be there like, my God, the trash can is full again, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh, we have our one bag of trash. Because it's not boxed in the same way. It's not, you know, it's not these big, people buy bigger. We don't do any of that. So it's a little bit different. Just a little side note there, people. If you want to cut down on your trash (laughs) and the amount you create, (laughs) healthy and stuff like that. (laughs) And you'll be amazed. (laughs) You know, all these little things. (laughs) What's that? I said, I think you're on to something there. (laughs) I think that we don't realize there's so much, it's like that domino effect. You know, you hit that domino and it, there's so many things that change that we don't eat, that we don't even have an awareness to that are positive changes. But if we realize that domino effect, that's not just our health, it's the trash. It's, you know, all these other things that are, you have more energy, you're going out and doing stuff with your kids or you're the people you like, you're hanging out, you're all of those things, your sleep improves. So there's so many things that happens in that time period. Your skin improves, your hair, your nails, everything. You're a coach. So give us a little information on where people can kind of get a hold of you or if they want to talk more about your program and stuff. And how long have you been doing the coaching piece? So I've been doing coaching for eight years and I pretty much started right away after I did my 21-day program, mm-hmm. I was booked. And my coach told me, you can do this and you can make an income. And I just joined right away. I knew that I wanted to let other people know about this. Like, I wanted to shout it from the rooftops, saying, this is not as hard as you, you're making it be. Nice. Um, and i just been doing it for eight years now. Oh, but- nice. 
It's totally online. I, you know, I can help people in my community, but I help people from around the world because I can do this online, which is amazing. Nice. They do, I set them up with the program and they purchase it. They, they do all the workouts, everything. They spin on online. So in the privacy of their own home, they don't have to worry about going to a gym or joining these classes because that's another fear that people have is they don't want other people to see them working out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, see this in the privacy of their home, but then I coach them online and I put them into these groups on Facebook or, and I also have my own app through, um, Beach Body, which we we put them in these groups, and we're there to support each other and motivate each other. I give them a lot of healthy tips, share healthy recipes. Nice. And we do all that, and we're just there to guide each other because nobody wants to be on this journey by themselves. Exactly. So how can they get in touch with you? Oh, you can email me at health fitness linda baird or i can also leave my website address with these lovely ladies and you know you can just click on that link and you'll see a shop section where you can go through all this stuff but i don't want to just sell somebody something i want to get your results so i tell my potential clients to if you're serious about starting a health and fitness journey with me, message me. There's you, my phone numbers on my website, um, or you can email me. And let's talk. Let's see what your needs are. Um, I don't want you to just be guessing and, and purchasing a program that you think is going to work for you because it may not. And you're going to set yourself up for failure. So just message me and let's work through it, see what's going to work best for you, and go from there. Okay. So that was healthfitnesslindabaird at gmail.com, correct? Absolutely. All right. And then what we will do is we will put her website on. So if anybody wants to uh, check it out, you'll be able to do that as well. We're so grateful that you joined us and kind of shared your story, your journey, and your willingness to help other people you know, to to be the best version of who they are. And I think that's what most people want to be anyway, is their best version. And that's just another piece of that best version, I think. Absolutely. So we... Well, thank you for having me on to, you know, spread my story and how I can help people. Absolutely. Wonderful. We appreciate everyone listening. And if you are on... YouTube, please subscribe to Two Girls and nope, Adventures, Adventures of Two Girls in a Pod Life Journey. journey. And uh, you can find our podcast on any platform, Spotify. Check us out. I Two Girls in a Pod li- uh, Life's Journey. Yes. And we like it. Communicate with us. We put questions out there. We really appreciate it. All that fun stuff. Send us an emoji, whatever it is y'all do. <laughs> you know, I'm still learning all this technology, obviously. <laughs> Anyway, we greatly appreciate it, and thank you so much, and we will be back. Actually, we are taking the week of Christmas off. Yeah. So 
We'll be back after that. So we hope everybody has a wonderful holiday.